What is up, everybody? And thank you for tuning into this episode of the Reluctant Vegan Sum Podcast. This episode, we talk about my mom. I'm with my mom, and we talk about she's moving to Alaska soon or doing taking a job in Alaska as a doctor. We talk about her being vegan and going to a fishing village where the culture, for however many years they've lived there, has been eating fish. We also talk about how to make cooking great. Here's a hint. Monosodium glutamate. And we talk about dieting and other ways media portrays things that might not be the best for you. Hope you enjoy. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking. I was smoking. Don't catch me, FBI. I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit. I came home. My family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up, and I love it. So, hit the music. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 19 of The Reluctant Vegan Sun. I'm Adam, the Reluctant Vegan Son, here once again with the amazing, incomparable Nikki Naryden. She looks so low. She got a blue uh, flower t-shirt. Flowers look very nice. Are they flowers? Uh, yeah, I definitely think they're flowers. It's a, uh, a collared button-down shirt. Mm. That's just, I yeah. just came home from work, so mm-hmm. yeah, very nice that's true. And I'm I'm the non-reluctant vegan mom. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want to be called? <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of indirect opposition to the reluctant vegan son. Well, oh, yeah, she, yeah, I it? guess. The and non-reluctant vegan mom is here, or the vegan mom. Right, the vegan mom. The happily vegan mom. Happily I mean, I guess vegan it, mom. Yeah, that's interesting, because if I'm non-reluctant, that's like a double negative. Negative, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's better than non-reluctant. I'm, like, excited. Mm-hmm. Although I was thinking about it today because, you know, I'm heading off to Alaska. I found a, a job with the National Health Service in Alaska, uh, which is really great four weeks on and four weeks off. But I think there'll probably be no vegan food in Nome. Going to eat snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I will definitely be eating snow. What, what, what do you think about that? What do you think you would be able to do? I mean, I'm a little bit worried about it. So I was mm-hmm. thinking that maybe I would bring a lot of rice and beans with me. I mean, one thing that it, it's a, a fishing culture and I'll actually be the doctor on a small fishing village that I'll be airlifted to for the week. Uh, I'm going to be there for four weeks at a time, four weeks on, four weeks off. And mm-hmm. one week I'll be at this fishing village. So I don't want to kind of slam mm. the culture of a group of people that have made their living and their livelihood with this particular thing for so long, but it'll be interesting to see what it, what it is that I eat. I mean, they do sometimes ship vegetables there, but maybe I can start my own farm. Like I was thinking about a hydroponic farm on a roof somewhere and I could do that and maybe really help make things a little bit more plant forward for the people of Nome. Is there enough light in Alaska for that? Well, I think with a hydroponic farm, you're probably going to get some artificial lighting. Oh, LED. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you could definitely do something. I'd have to figure it out, but that probably is my next step if I'm going to figure how to, you know, bring more kind of plant forward thinking to the residents of Nome, Alaska, which is very far Northwest. Nome's the fishing village? Uh, Or Nome's the town and you're going to be airlifted to the fishing village. I'm going to be airlifted to the fishing village. Okay. Do you have to like skydive in? 
Be like, phew. I, no, well, if that was the case, you'd probably come with me since you want to be skydiving. But I think I'm going to like land on the water somewhere. I don't know how that's going to work or oh, something's like, going to happen. Those are cool. The little biplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Those little water jumper mm-hmm. planes. Yeah. Well, yeah. would there be, do you know if it freezes over? Are they able to fly those and land on water? I'm not 100% sure exactly what's going to happen. Something freezes over, but it's right by the Bering Sea and right mm-hmm. around Norton Sound. So I don't know if those areas actually freeze or not. Okay. Yeah. What is your opinion? Because it's very interesting. You're going to this fishing village as someone who's vegan and they've lived so long off of, they live off of the, it's not like they're killing animals for the sake of it. It's not like they're eating animals for the sake of it. They're eating the fish as their livelihood. That's their industry. That's their meals. That's like, and I'm sure they respect the fish and they try to do as much as they can with it right? What's your opinion on that? Right. Well, I think, I think that I do need to keep a real cultural sensitivity Mm -hmm. to, because that's their culture, yeah. To peoples that have been doing that for thousands and thousands of years. That's true. But I don't know, when do you pivot and shift if something is not good for the present moment? And when I mean not good for the present moment, do you believe in global warming or not? Do you believe in, you know, in the earth's ability to get food from the ocean as much or That's not thousands and thousands of years though. Global warming has really become an issue. I don't want to say more recently, I'm sure there was something before I was born when it really started, but I feel like the invention of cars and when people started using so many more fossil fuels and and right, when, for the industrial revolution. For the industrial revolution, right. Right, 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 yeah. right. right. and so now that the world is changing, even though it is a change that has happened more recently and caused probably by the first world nations mm-hmm. as the major cause of this, it still is that everybody kind of has to pivot somewhat. Mm-hmm. And so, so the question is like, how do you bring, you know, it's like, it's like thinking about, and of course it's not quite as long, but thinking about the uh, industry, let's say the car industry in Michigan and the fact that it left where it was. And so the Mm -hmm. people who had been working in that industry, obviously not for as long as the people in this fishing village have been fishing, but still had to figure out something different. So it would be interesting to see if there are systems in place to help people figure out things that might not be sustainable for the future. Mm. I think part of it also is you have no idea what you're going into. That is so true. I feel like I for what no you're, they could have lots of vegetables there. Actually, uh, I no, no I, I'm pretty sure you're that they don't sure have a lot done. of vegetables. Okay. They definitely but, don't. So I was I, thinking I would probably have like frozen fruit and I'd make a bunch of smoothie and I'd have a bunch of rice and beans and maybe I'd have some frozen vegetables. and Pretty healthy. Yeah, not terrible. I mean, it's not the best. There's not a mm-hmm. lot of fresh stuff, but you know, yeah. it's it's four weeks, and then I can go off someplace else for the other four weeks and do something a little bit mm-hmm. more fresh. I, I can always. I mean, food is just my sustenance, and I mm-hmm. need to, you know, stay as healthy as I possibly can. And I could do that no matter where I am. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it's important. Also, like, I definitely think it's a good idea to try and. You know, you could definitely try and bring vegetables. I mean, but don't crops carry diseases sometimes too? And they, but is, because I know that like when you're on planes and stuff, you're not supposed to fly and bring plants from various countries. Is that more of a country thing? Is it because it infects the local populations, right? Or it could bring other diseases? 
Right. So you're, you're thinking in terms of like different bug populations and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. I, I think that that's true, but they consider that part of the United States. And so we're the lower 48 and Alaska mm -hmm. is its own entity, Alaska and Hawaii. So they mm -hmm. get a lot of vegetables probably from Seattle and the West coast of, okay. of the United States. So I think that they're shipping things in all the time and they do mm -hmm. grow certain things in Alaska. Like apples are big, different fruits are there at different points of the year. I'm sure mm -hmm. they do a lot of canning, a lot of, bottling and jarring and so on and so forth. So I, I think there's still stuff, but I'll have to figure it out and get creative. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely, I mean, you can try to introduce things. I just think about in history when people introduce things to indigenous societies, it always seems to go terribly, but I'm more thinking about like colonialism. So <laughs> right. I mean, the colonialism definitely came in with a lot of they came with disease they and came bacteria. They different intentions than you are. You're trying to help, that's for sure. Well, it's an interesting thing because I'm sure that people who came in thought that they were helping an Aboriginal or a society that that's needed what I'm some saying. growth. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I'm not, I think already the damage has been done to the native population. That's for sure. And so the incidence of depression and alcoholism and, and the poverty there, suicide, it, it's all really high diabetes, high cholesterol. So we've already messed up a population of people, you know, originally mm -hmm. with genocide and then with systemic and long-term oppression. So hopefully I'll be able to switch some of that around. But the interesting part is that part of whatever has been oppressive has been the foods that oppressed people were given and kind of forced to eat. And mm. so what's happened. So I think about, you know, for the people of color in this country who were enslaved and then, you know, kept in large scale poverty, they were given pretty bad food to eat. And so there was a lot of disease that wasn't necessarily inherently within the population that was kind of introduced, you know, lifestyle type diseases, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, all of it. Mm -hmm. So already we've introduced some pretty, you know, horrible, oppressive disease entities for the food. And so it gets confusing now because a lot of people think, well, this is my cultural food, but it was a cultural food that was given during a time where they were given the scraps of whatever other people were eating, you know, whether it be the chicken wings or whether it be the, you know, the, the pig bones or the oxtails or whatever it might be. People so, found a way to make them delicious. Yeah, they're truly, sure. truly delicious. Absolutely. But, but there is a way to make other things delicious too. And it's, and I've seen many um, kind of cultural vegan blogs that have been able to do that really beautifully, but it, it's hard to get people to somehow, you know, sit outside whatever the cultural norm forced upon them. I'm not talking about a, you know, a different country or a culture that has been in existence for a long period of time with their special cultural food. You know, I'm talking about where people were kind of forced to eat certain things. Yeah, but I feel like if that's what was available to people, and that's what was available for people to eat, then they made that and they make that and they make that for their children and they make that for the generations, then that's what people know how to make and they know how to make well and it's comfortable. I right. feel like when you try to, I mean, change is a very hard thing for a lot of people. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it's comfortable. That's true. It's, you know? it's, um, and not even that it's comfortable. It's just what people have been eating for so long. They're like, yeah, I keep eating it. And people, I know a lot of people that are healthy and eating like oxtail and different foods and stuff. But I'm not saying that in a, it, it's just weird because it's, you don't want to, People always talk about changing people's cultures and like not respecting people's cultures. It's weird. Mm. And it's hard to try to, you know, 
if I have this thing I believe in not like, and I fully appreciate your culture. So it's, it's a hard thing for me to say, how do I say? Cause like, I'm trying to mean, well, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I totally hear what you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. you're trying to be respectful, but, but the culture had been forced this particular non-healthier version of whatever. And now that's become what they've known because it's been practiced. So to switch, you know, a practiced belief takes time and some energy and a little bit of discomfort, but there is no resilience or no change without discomfort. So all of this external pleasure, you know, that is very immediate and understood by us just because we've been practicing it for so long still has a lot of negative benefits. So it's not a zero sum game nor a positive game, you know? So if somebody- But aren't you trying to force your own culture onto somebody else at this point? How is that different? I I mean, this isn't my culture. This has been changed. I'm a person who grew up eating meat and Mm -hmm. eating uh, frozen dinners. I mean, that was forced upon my parents. That's for sure. What, What I'm trying to say is why is it your beliefs trying if you're trying to change people's beliefs to your beliefs how's that different than what people have done previously i guess what i'm trying to do and i guess i'm trying to do that as a physician you Mm -hmm. know and somebody who's done a lot of my own research is i'm just trying to get people to live their biggest happiest most Mm -hmm. healthy life they possibly can and i'm watching people not be healthy i'm watching people with severe chronic illnesses that continue you know, in ways that make their lives really small and not as productive and not feeling like they can live out their hopes and dreams and the best possible life that they can live. So that is my hope for everybody. Not that they have to do it necessarily like me, but I do have some experience in trying to figure out ways that will keep people healthier. Hmm. Okay. I just want to ask you about that because there's a lot of I mean, as a white person and you being white as well, there's always people talking about you trying, like people would get the image of you trying to be like a white savior or something, which I don't think is what you're trying to do. You're just trying to help people to live for themselves. If you. Right. That that they can live the healthiest independent and big life as they possibly Mm -hmm. can. That, that is always my hope. Now, you know, do I have, do I have a little bit of that savior complex? Probably. I mean, maybe that's what, you know, kept me in this profession for as long as it didn't keep me moving forward. Uh, because I'm, I'm, there's something with which I was able to figure out and there's some resource that I had and some ability that I was allowed to nurture. So, you know, that's definitely part of it, but I'm, I'd be really happy if other people wanted to do it and was doing it Mm -hmm. and could take over, especially, you know, when culturally necessary in different communities. Mm -hmm. So, so I, 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 I'm respectful of that too. I totally know. Yeah. I I feel like you're trying to, it's different between trying to work together, which I think is kind of what you're trying to do than trying to force somebody because it's hard. I mean, change has to happen from within. Like you can't change another person. You can try to help them. You can work with them. But if somebody, and this is anybody, doesn't change, have the change or see the change for themselves and how it benefits, then there's no change that's going to occur. Or the change will only last for a little bit and then right. they'll go back to Because the amount of time people have lost weight or, or something and then put back on the weight really quickly, I'm just going to use that as my example. No, I think it's a really great example. 
Like people mm-hmm. are like, oh yeah, I'm going to work out. I'm going to hit my goal. And then people hit their goal and they give mm-hmm. up. And they right. maybe stop working out as much. And then they start going, let's take dad. Mm. Let's take dad <laughs> as an example. Hi, dad. Probably listening <laughs> to this. He'll listen to it at some point. At some point. Mm-hmm. Anyways, great example. He's perfect. I'm not, nothing wrong with his body. He's, he just, you know, he tries to lose weight sometimes. He does this thing called diet bet. <laughs> <laughs> like fantasy it's basically you bet on yourself, which I think is a good concept because a lot of people monetarily strive. A lot of things that motivate people is monetary. Right, but I love which that idea. No, no, but you said something interesting. You're betting on yourself. and I You're do betting think, on yourself. Right, but I do think that we don't have our own back enough mm-hmm. and bet on ourselves to actually keep our commitments to ourselves. Well, that's because a lot of things when you bet on yourself, I feel like this is different. Sometimes you bet on yourself and you have the risks are very high. Mm. Like, let's say you bet on yourself in a certain job field and like you go for broke and people always talk about that and mm. you don't get it. Well, what's mm. next? I mean, you have to be able to, you know, see what goes on. This is like very minor betting on. So, but yeah, it's important. I feel like to bet on yourself or to back yourself at the very least, it doesn't have to be anything more. Just believe in what you believe in. If you don't believe in what you believe in, that's a problem. But no, what but, you're but saying. It's commit to yourself, okay. you know, so you're hmm. committing to the goal. Okay. Right. And then when you commit to the goal, you continue to do it and then you become confident in it and then you develop the confidence to keep going. Hmm. So there's something about the commitment to the goal. So, so I've been trying to lose weight and I've lost 12 pounds over the past very couple nice, of months. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. But, but it, wasn't, it wasn't because I have a specific diet plan. So the diet plan can't either help me or diet fail plans me. are a sham. Just and they, say they might, um, unless you change your thinking and know what your thinking is. Exactly. But the thing that's been working for me is that I've been actually talking to my future self. And so the future self is, you know, six months down the road or one year down the road. And I've committed to my future self and my future self has- The near future self, I guess. It could be the near future self. You no, no, no. What, what do you consider? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Can you do five years, 10 years? You could do whatever you want. But if mm-hmm. you if you have your future self- Thank you for what it is that you're going to achieve. So my goal, and I have to have a very compelling reason to do it, you know, in order to lose weight, because unless you have a very compelling reason to lose weight, all the external distractions are going to somehow get you. Are you going to say no to the pumpkin pie? Are you going to say no to that piece Mm -hmm. of fried chicken? You might not say no if your reasons aren't completely compelling. So my reasons for veganism are very compelling and they make me not want to eat that steak that is in front of me that I have previously loved. And I Mm -hmm. have loved many a steak. But the reasons are that I want to help the planet and that I do believe that every sentient being deserves a life. And I believe that that's a large amount of climate change and and I believe in people's health. So those are good reasons. But the reason for me, my future self, is that my future self is thanking me for bringing my cholesterol down so that I won't need to be on medications and that I won't need that surgery that my father had. So my father had open heart surgery about my age Mm. and I saw him go through it and it was hard. And even though he is 88 years old and God bless, he's doing really well. I think he's 88. Is he 88 or 89? No, I don't remember. Anyway, I, I, I'm not sure. He's doing let's see, well. Let's do, let's do the math. You are 55. Exactly. Oh, sorry. You, no, that's I don't okay. Know if you care. Oh, I don't, I don't mind. Know if you care. No, I don't care. Uh, Karen. Anyways, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> Middle-aged white woman, Karen. I am. A, oh, but, thank you. Thank yeah. you for allowing me. Uh, 55, and then he had you when he was 30, so he'd be 85, right? No, mm-hmm. he had you at 32. He'd be 87. Yeah. So I think he's close to 88. 
Yeah. Too, or, or something like that. So or he, he just passed 88 or something. Right. Because he had like you. That. Yeah, because he had you before his birthday, probably. Mm. So, yeah, mm. that makes sense. 88. So he's 88 years old and he's doing great. Like, when I say he's doing great, mm. he's, not, he's, he's doing so so. He's doing good enough. He, he's 88. He's 88. That's pretty good. It's, and it's pretty he's good. Got all his faculties. I mean, he's doing great. But I mean, his mind is together. I have to say that. His, he physically might not be great. Right. But mentally, he's doing really well. Right. That is very, very true. But I don't want to go through what he had to go through in order to get to this 88. I don't want the angioplasty. I don't want the open heart surgery. I don't want to be on five different medications for high blood pressure and diabetes and high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. That's not what I want. So my future self is thanking me for not having to put her through that. And that is worth it to me. And so I've hmm. been able to stick with that because I've had a commitment to myself. And then I can think of all the thoughts that I have when I see something that somehow makes me want a piece of food or, hmm. you know, has an urge in a certain way. And I've been able to really think about that and work on those thoughts related to those urges and come up with a different thought that made sense or do a thought download and somehow, you know, be okay with it. But this has worked much better than being on a diet plan. Diet plans, I feel like, don't work. Well, but you have to power your way through mm -hmm. them. I mean, you have to, like... Diet plans are viewed as a negative thing. Mm. I think that's part of the issue. Mm, Interesting. I think think diet plans are viewed as something you have to do and you're restricting yourself. Whereas when you're vegan, it sounds like you're choosing... You're choosing to eat only vegetables and... uh, You're choosing to not eat any animal products. So that's a choice. When you do a diet, it feels like you're restricting yourself from eating stuff that you might want to. Right. That's that just might be the connotation I have in my head. But. No, and I think you're totally right about mm-hmm. that. And so if you're coming to do anything from a place of restriction, yeah. a bit of self-loathing, desire that you're pushing against at every moment, mm-hmm. it's really like crawling uphill. It's very non-sustainable. And dieting plays into the societal. Did we talk about this last week or who was I talking about? about societal need that you can't be fat and stuff the society yeah we talked as about a, that we talked yeah. about it related to racism well we talked about the regulation but as right, a societal right, right. thing right, dieting sure. plays into that you're not comfortable with your own body unless you're a slummer right 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 which plays which plays into that right so. but this has been much more useful for me to actually mm-hmm. make a commitment to myself and really think about the yeah. thoughts that are creating the urges you know and usually most of the thoughts and the feelings are like you know, that, that I feel really empty right now, or I feel like Mm. I need something, or I feel like I want to be distracted. Or when I think about it and stop one second, and I think about what urge I'm having to actually eat this thing, because it's almost like we feel like our mind has zero control over what we Mm -hmm. eat as if somehow it's taken over and we have zero control over what we're doing, which is pretty amazing because we are probably the only sentient being that actually has control over thoughts, that we get to look at them again, we get to decide whether that thought makes sense or not, we get to decide if we want to act on them or not. Most other beings don't do that. Hmm. You know, it is a, it's, it's but an But other earth. beings still are sentient and are able to receive neural impulses, right? So it's not totally. like food, it's, it's not that they don't think that it's, no, they might not think at the same capacity as us, but they still have those basic living instincts i would say so those and are the they instincts still have, yeah and still have receptors which they're alive and you're eating something that's alive if you're that was alive and that could feel it so. absolutely i mean th- we're not saying that they're not sentient we're just mm-hmm. talking about the ability I'm, of our prefrontal yeah. cortex I'm, I'm glad that you're explaining that to our listeners mm-hmm. that, vegan. Uh, yes <laughs> because we are the vegan kind of sort of podcast mm-hmm. 
Although when was current the last event time we vegan talked? podcast? Current event talk about veganism vegan like social for five minutes an episode yeah, possibly maybe talk about what we've eaten recently. That's true. That's because I feel like veganism is something you have to have for yourself and it's something that we support but you can't change it like i it's it's the amount of friends i have that say they can't be vegan because of i want to get back to what we were saying earlier too but i'm just that said that they can't be vegan because they love eating chicken or like they know that like it's hat it's a possibility but they want to eat meat and stuff mm-hmm. i can't change their mindset otherwise i'm just forcing my mindset onto you and i'm not really doing anything Right. You have to believe it for yourself. Right. They need so. a compelling reason for mm-hmm. themselves to decide to change something. Yeah. Right. Actually, being vegan is a lot easier than it is. I had ever thought it would be. And I think you're feeling that way too. So we, oh, we just easy. switched out all the things that we were eating before. Because really, how many things did we really eat before? Maybe five things, 10 things at the most in a rotation consistently. And now we have five or 10 new vegan things that we love mm-hmm. that we switch out in a rotation. So really, it's just a matter of switching that out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I also somehow have really good self-control. Like I don't eat. You do have good self-control. Other, I don't eat any meat when people cook or like people offer. I'm like, huh, no, nah, huh. I'm okay. I do. My eating schedule is fucked, but mm-hmm. wait, what's that like lately? My I mean, eating schedule. Oh, I eat. Well, uh, your eating schedule. And why don't you have any? Like, why do you have that kind of self control? Because there are why other do things I have you self control. You there are other things you don't have self control about. Hmm. Distraction. Well, distractions. That's different. I don't have self control. I think I have good self control over that because of how I feel. I mean, the real reason why I'm vegan still is because I feel good. I feel like there. I feel like together. I feel strong physically. I feel strong mentally, and I feel better. And I mean, that doesn't mean I don't have my own days. Like I've had, I, I had some days that even recently that weren't the best mentally, mentally. Uh, and it could be because, and I think that not only has to do with what you're eating, has to do with what you're doing. If you're just not doing mentally fulfilling things, and that doesn't mean everything you have to do is mentally fulfilling, then you're just not going to be as happy or you're just going to waste time. Like I was watching, I, sports started up again. I was watching football for a long time on Sunday. I love watching football. But after four hours of watching football, which is a long time, I was like, I can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> I cannot I cannot sit here and stare at the screen any longer. It is amazing how much football somebody can watch on a Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you've got how many games do you have? You have three games. Well, there's three time slots. There's a lot more games than that. Right, right. But there are three time slots on your mm-hmm. local TV there station. There are three time so slots. So you watch the one o'clock game, the four o'clock game, and then whatever the evening game what is. Are, yeah. There's one game at night. There's like three four o'clock games. There's like eight one o'clock games. And... I mean, people who do sports for a living or who talk about sports, they have monitors of seven different things. They have seven different games up at once, the intake. And that's part of why the distractions come into play. Like, oh, I don't, this game's in a break. Oh, I can look at this game or I can look at this game. Like Red Zone, which is excellent. They never have commercials and they always have plays going on in every scoring place. That always keeps you wanting more. Like now it's harder for people to watch regular football games than it is than it is probably ever before because they see commercials they see the time in between the huddles they see everything going on mm. whereas red zone you don't have to worry about all that mm. you just see the action and people just want more action than more stimulation right but that's interesting for somebody who's actually doing that for a living like is that mm-hmm. something you would want to do for a living which would almost justify like the intense sport watching like you would be doing the thing that you really enjoy. i would want to do more research I, I like talking about sports i've mm. uh, Watching sports is fun and I like it and I like watching with people, mm. but it hasn't been as fulfilling as it used to be. I don't mm. know. Why do you think? I've just been doing more mentally. 
especially uh-huh. with all the current events going on. So oh, that's interesting. You and Daddy have been talking a lot about the fantasy football. Though. I do like, like fantasy football. I like talking about fantasy football. Mm. I, I like that. I mean, that also takes away from you trying to enjoy the game and you like liking your team, like rooting a, you root for players on the other team against the team you like. Like mm. what? That's mm. taken away from part of it, in my opinion. I like rooting for the Jets, even though we suck. <laughs> we are terrible. I do. I hate my family for being Jets fans, but I love them. So, you know, I mean, that's like, we, we root that's, for really a ton of sucky teams. Yeah, like that's. I, I don't know why I still root for them. I don't know why I do that. It's just it's probably some <laughs> internal hope that we're gonna win in like twenty years and it's gonna be amazing. And then in twenty years go by and we still suck. <laughs> I mean, but to me that makes me like more optimistic as a person. So, oh, really? Uh, why does that make you more optimistic? Uh, because I can deal with the shittiness in sports, and so the rest of my life has to be better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that thought. Oh, that's so interesting. Hey, when you root for shitty sports teams, you expect the worst. Uh. <laughs> so anything you do is going to be better. Oh, wow. So very, I guess you don't have many big hopes then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I it's do like have you big hopes. But right, no, you have big not, hopes for your life, but you don't not have for necessarily the, not big for hopes for other people. Oh, my God. For yeah, other people? No, I have teams. big hopes for other people. And sure, do I want my team to be good? Yeah, this is talking from somebody who's had shitty sports their entire life. I'm sure like, I'd be much happier if my team was winning. This is, you know, this is what I tell mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. What am I tell myself at night to sleep with being a Jets fan? <laughs> you were ever wondering. I like that. And a Met fan. And a Met fan. Yeah. yeah. We were closer yeah. as the Mets. But uh-huh. recently. Closer to, yeah, recently a little bit. Yeah, more. Islanders are doing well. That's hockey. Uh-huh. And are we Islander fans? Yeah, dad worked at the Nassau Coliseum. That's where they play. Ah, but I don't think he was like ever a big hockey fan, though. Hockey is fun to watch. It's, mm. it's a lot. See, that has a lot of action. Mm. Mm-hmm. That, that has a ton of Not action. a lot of scoring, but a ton of action. Yeah, it has a ton of action. I mean, that's why people like soccer. Right. There's always something going on, even though hockey's a lot faster. That's why I like it. I, mm. I like watching it. A little soccer, bit more violent. I, a little bit more violent. A little more physical. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey, mm-hmm. uh, soccer, I've gotten more interested in watching. But I like talking about it. I like, you know, talking with people about this and that. I'd You're in a like big hockey house too, right now. But, not big hockey house it's like medium hockey house oh seriously it seems like they really like it i mean some yeah i mean some people like hockey and some mm. people don't like hockey the same anyway so i went to a but, beatles jam this past weekend yeah. and this guy who had been coming to the jam for the last couple of years actually proposed to his girlfriend Aww. at the time during the beatles jam but he's a huge hockey fan and his he has a dog and his dog's name is gordy for okay. gordy Howe. so that was really cute well congratulations to them uh, I'm assuming she said yes. <laughs> she did say yes. Oh my God, they were so adorable. And he's like half our age, but he came to this Beatles jam because he loves Beatles music and wanted to mm-hmm. learn how to play the guitar. So he became like the, the really? Beatles mascot. Really adorable. Oh, oh, the dog or the no, person? The person. Oh. <laughs> he's adorable. I guess his dog is adorable. I, I thought the too, dog but... was going to come too. <laughs> the, the dog could be I wasn't a mascot. sure what you were talking about, either one. Yeah, we went to the Beatles Jam in, uh, it was in an outdoor restaurant in Jersey City just because the bar where we usually have it is closed. How's his uh, guitar playing getting? Definitely getting better. It's not great, How's it compared to my guitar playing? I think your guitar playing is getting better too. I'm really Mm -hmm. impressed. Yeah. I've been trying to practice. I played a little bit today. Uh Uh-huh, cool. How's uh, the Chinese coming? Chinese is going okay. Uh-huh. Uh, we're still working on it. I mean, I was thinking of doing news and goods, but we just jumped right past that. So oh, we could do a new and good. No we problem. Later. Yeah, new right. and good and what you're looking forward to at the end, you know. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, we could just do it, all. it. Do it I know. All. We have so much to talk about, though. I mean, yeah. Anyways, going back to uh, what I was saying about dieting being a sham. Mm. Uh, it's because, or, or how losing weight, how self-control is 
you have to change from within because a lot of people diet because of society tells them to be that way. Or lots of people try to lose weight because they get the image that them, they are not okay. Mm. Their mm-hmm. body as is, is not okay. Right. It's false. Everybody's body is okay. The way it is. There are people, there are some people, sometimes genetics plays a role into like a certain type of body. I mean, it does more into height than I think weight. I'm not sure entirely about that. Mm. I mean, I think there's something about your frame and about the, your musculature, mm-hmm. but I think most people are probably not in their right-sized body just generally, and I don't think genetics has that much to do with it. Yeah. It's just much more lifestyle stuff. It's much, okay. Yeah, yeah. much more lifestyle. Yeah, that's what it's asking. See, when I pause in like a kind of sort of like thing, I'm like, doctor, you can tell me. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, you know, the thing about being a doctor is that I almost have to act like I know something, even if mm-hmm. I don't know it. Yeah, and as you know, say. doctors definitely do not learn anything about nutrition, but, but I'm working mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And so, uh, so when you, so let's take dad again, <laughs> Diet bed. so right. he does his thing and he's like, Oh, I'm going to say I need to lose weight or he feels the need to lose weight. Right. Whether it's because he wants to lose weight because he doesn't like the way his body currently is, whether it's because he sees a number on a scale, which a lot of people see the number on the scale and are like, Oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, not as much. I need to gain weight. But I mean, yeah, sometimes there are issues with people needing to gain weight and stuff like there are diseases and, stuff and there shouldn't be any issue with having a really skinny body either but right, right. i mean i definitely heights. think that daddy sees a number and that's mm-hmm. what usually gets him into action that's what i was thinking it's so less- he's willing to put on more weight and go back and forth kind of yo-yo mm-hmm. up to that number and but then the reason why that happens is because it's not an internal thing it's 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 not his internal change i feel like right it's not his motivation it's him seeing an outside factor which is the number or mm-hmm. And outside of him, he's like, oh, it's time for me to lose weight again. Right. But, right, right, right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying about diets. People see the number and they go down. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. like, huh, let me do this. And then people get annoyed about the diet. They're like, oh, I'm eating this salad. It sucks. Well, you can eat other shit and get nutrients and taste fine. Yeah, maybe use a little less oil. Use water instead of oil. You right. eat less fatty foods. You don't have mm-hmm. to eat salads. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely not eating salads and I've lost I've, this weight. I've eaten zero salads. That's oh. <laughs> I don't eat salad. Oh my god, it's really bad. How about I vegetables? Eat salad. I, I eat tons of vegetables. Oh, okay, that's yeah. I eat good. tons of vegetables. I don't. Yeah. I don't eat any salads, but I mean, I eat tons of. I eat chickpeas, which aren't really vegetables, but they have tons of protein. I like put spinach in like my uh, in my curries. Mm-hmm. I put. Uh, I mean, chickpeas, lentils. Uh, what else? Spinach. I roast asparagus. I roast. Uh, I'm roasting sweet potatoes now. Oh, I'm nice. Roasting a lot of vegetables, mushrooms. Uh-huh. Uh, Probably not as much vegetables as I should be. Like, I mean, I eat eggplant. I eat some uh, frozen broccoli, some frozen peas. Like, there's mm-hmm. ways to get vegetables. Excuse me. <laughs> there's ways to get vegetables without eating salad. Right, right, exactly. And people, I guess, tend to think salad is healthier than other foods. I don't think they, as- it's necessarily healthy. I think that mm-hmm. that has been the bulk and the roughage and the fiber that people have needed in order to fill themselves up. So it became mm-hmm. kind of a before meal staple. I don't, I don't think that people always eat salads. I mean, a lot of cultures actually don't have a ton of salad in it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you go to an Indian restaurant, it's not like they're eating a lot of salad before they have their food, but they do mm-hmm. have many foods that have a good combination of vegetables and protein. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, so, and you get mad at yourself because you want to eat the sh- you restrict yourself from food that you want to eat right. or it's not exciting. People find that dieting food is boring. This is my perception of what I've seen. Right. I mean, um, they think that you're just going to eat like a rabbit and have some mm-hmm. carrots and celery and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what people think veganism is. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they go down and they see the number and no real change has occurred. So you have a top number, you have a bottom number. Diet bet, you're losing a percentage of your weight, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is the way it works. And it's you, five, you buy in. You buy you, in. You pay money. To, and, and it's a small amount of money. It's, it's not, a, right. not much money. Commit. Right. And the motivation to lose the weight is to get your money back. I feel like while diet and a little bit a, more and a little bit more right. while diet bed is a good way to get people to lose weight and it will motivate people. It won't change people into having a healthier lifestyle. Right. That is my issue with it. Long right. No, short. I totally hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes he'll do a six month diet bed. Mm-hmm. So at least there'll be a longer period of time with that consciousness. Yeah. But usually what ends up happening is like the week before the final weigh it is supposed to happen. You know, daddy is like on this mad tear to lose the rest of the weight because he hates to lose the money. And so he'll just start exercising and then not eat at all for a day or so and, and really like do everything he can to get down, put the scale on that, the lower, the lower square mm-hmm. that has the lower number on the weight. So depending on where you put the scale on our floor, sometimes the weight is higher and sometimes the weight is lower. Yep. And so that and other dieting and nutritional things I mean, we live in a capitalistic society. I don't think capitalism as a concept is terrible. I think, I think that I'm not saying socialism is the answer, but when you have, there should be more things, socialism. but the way yeah. the society is set up, all these losing weight and the things are tied into money-making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's all a shame because everything's all tied into the money weight making and into getting you to lose weight for a certain amount of time. Mm or getting mm-hmm. you to see the number and stuff and society's built up that way. Right. And it's really hard to keep the weight off for people because they mm-hmm. don't have either self-control or they don't have an interchange. It's not that they can't do it. And it's not that people don't want to do it. It's that they don't. And it's not all self-control because when you say self-control, when I, when I think somebody has somebody having bad self-control, I feel like I'm talking negatively about the person. Right. Right. And I'm not I mean, trying we, to talk. We've- we put some value of them mm-hmm. as humans based on whether they can control themselves or not. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. It, it, it's not about self-control necessarily. I mean, things have been set up to keep us addicted. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been a setup. Yeah. Queso know. morphine. We talked about that. We did. We talked about we talked the, about uh, that episode, yeah, and, uh, and two. The ref- episode two. That's right. And, and the refined carbohydrates, like, mm-hmm. you know, that sugar is a drug and refined flour is a drug and all of it, you know, released very quickly sugar, you know, and then the crash is just intense. Well, you know, my, my friend has, but how to make food delicious one-on-one <laughs> what? monosodium glutamate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that'll do it. That'll so. do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't use it much, but take like a small pinch. Uh-huh. It tastes pretty good. Wait, you have MSG, tastes. like pure MSG, or do you yeah. have like adobo or that we stuff? We have pure MSG. Wow. <laughs> have you put that on your tongue? Like what happens when I you I haven't put... put it on my tongue, but I put a tiny sprinkle mm. in food every once in a while. Mm. Tastes really good. Uh, yeah, it does add something, right? I mean, it's Very pure umami. Uh-huh. So. I love umami. So then why don't you get that, that mushroom extracty stuff that happens at Trader Joe's? I'll send it to you. Because it's a lot more expensive. I mean, yeah, if you want to send no it to way. me. No way. Yeah. I don't know. How much is a large thing of MSG? I, I have no idea. I've never bought a thing of MSG in my Container life. Container of MSG price. Uh, real MSG powder, 16 ounces, like two thirty nine. <laughs> well, that was like something. No, you go to like, um, uh, if you go to like an Asian supermarket, it's pretty cheap, I think. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's cheap. It's not that I don't think so. it's cheap. But, you know, I mean, the, at the Spice Rack at Trader Joe's, it's not too expensive. You know, okay. but is is that worth, you know, having a, you know, what a, is, a product that's better or not? 
I mean, I don't use it often. Just well, mm-hmm. well, dust yeah. dash every once in a while. But... Oh, that's cool. I made a really good salad because I really like sweet greens. Do you know mm-hmm. that restaurant, Sweet Greens? Yeah. So they have the shrumami salad. Have you ever eaten that shrumami salad? No, I have not. Salad? Well, the shrumami salad has, you know, kale on the bottom, and then it's got some sliced up beets, and then it's got some tofu that has not been fried, but, you know, just kind of a hard tofu and lots of good mushroom flavor with this spicy cashew ginger miso mm. dressing. And it's just really yummy, a little bit of sunflower seeds, and I totally recreated it. Nice. And it was really good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, good, what have good, I been good. cooking recently? I haven't made anything. Mm. Too interesting. Oh, my friend was really nice yesterday. Uh, he made, uh, he was making fried chicken, mm. but he also made, I uh, was like, yo, could you make fried tofu if I get some tofu? Mm. And so he, we had fried tofu as well for me. Wow. And he made fried chicken for everybody else. And you know what the benefit is of being vegan? Tell me. Everybody goes for the chicken. I had all the tofu for myself. <laughs> it was really good. How was <laughs> it? What, what was the batter like? Like, what, uh, how did he make it? Uh, so I cut it. Oh, we pressed it for a while. I pressed it for a while and I mm. cubed it, but I had, uh, I had class so I couldn't make it. Mm. Uh, but it was flour, cumin, cori- coriander, salt, tiny bit of MSG. Mm. Uh, uh, what else was there? I-, I can't remember what else was in there, but a bunch of spices. It's just a flour mix, really on the flour mix, deep fried. And then I made like a tomato chili sauce. Mm. Like oh, that sounds really good. And chili oil and sesame oil and agave and yeah. Mm. Was really it good? good? It was oh really good. That sounds so great. Was this a friend you live with or? Yeah, it was Miles. Miles. Oh, Miles. Oh, nice. Oh, that's so great. You should have him try that with uh, a shiitake mushroom. You yeah. Know, and that batter. Oh my God, so good. Oh, I'll try, try those. And those oyster mushrooms, not the king oyster ones, but the other ones with that same batter taste just like chicken. Mm. Really, really yummy. I mean, not that the tofu's not great. Yeah, my microphone mm-hmm. plugging, but so. All right. Well, you probably Anyways, need to go because you have a test. 40 minutes. Yeah, I have a test at five. Yeah. So uh, what are you looking forward to? Or what's new and good? What are you looking forward to? Just tie it all together. What's new and good and what am I looking forward to? Mm-hmm. Um, new and good. You know, I had a nice time with my friend Stephanie. We went to, and her daughter Annie, and we meet once a week. And we went to this Thai restaurant on First Avenue. And they've got a really great drunken noodles with some mock duck. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty wonderful. And what am I looking forward to? I'm. I'm kind of excited about this uh, certified coach training that I'm doing. And so I have a class on Sunday and I've been really enjoying that. Uh, What's new and good for me? What's new and good for me? I don't know what's good and good. Uh, I still managed to get to the gym. I got to the gym today. So that was really good. Uh, I guess if we're talking about not necessarily, yeah, dieting and nutrition and shit. So it's good Mm -hmm. to get to the gym Mm -hmm. uh, and work out. If, if, I mean, if that's what you want to do, it's also good mentally though. I feel like to work out. Yeah. So yeah. while maybe dieting is a sham or like you want to feel your best body and stuff, I mean, it is good to mentally work out. So it's an odd thing to mm-hmm. just own that in there. Cool. Or just yeah. to do something active and go outside is, yeah. is good mentally. And what am True. I looking forward to? Not this test, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, I'm looking forward to- What's the test to, in? Uh, Cyber securities. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I am looking forward to- <sighs> Just talking <sighs> about the test is making <sighs> you yawn. Yeah, I mean, it's all the MSG <laughs> I've been eating. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to. Uh, what am I? Is that thing coming up tomorrow? Tomorrow is Friday. Uh, and so, I, well, I have to finish this essay that I'm writing for class, and yeah, I don't know. I find it pretty interesting. Hopefully, I can do an exchange uh, with a student. She said she'll put people in touch because we couldn't do the workshop today. So I'm kind of looking forward to that, even though I hate writing. Mm. So yeah. Uh, cool. anyways. 
Thank you so much for listening if you made it this far. And even if you didn't make it this far, you won't hear it, but thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, uh, I'm Adam, the Reluctant Vegan Son. Uh, follow me on Instagram, at Reluctant Vegan Son. Uh, I post photos of food that I make, all vegan, and whatever else I really find interesting. I, uh, I also should probably post better pictures. We should take pictures of us to like post for the podcast when it gets released on Saturdays. Uh-huh. It's weird trying to promote the podcast and the Instagram and shit and food. And like, you can't really, like if I post a food picture and you'd be like, Hey, podcast, you know, mm. doesn't really. Right. Not quite yeah. to it. All right. Sounds but, good. Uh, yeah. Follow me there. Message me with any comments, questions, concerns, or email me at reluctantvegansun at gmail.com with anything. Uh, and follow Nikki at NYC Health Save on Instagram and at Nikki and the Human Element on Instagram and listen to her music. Great music. Uh, she Actually, the intro music is her song, Changes, mm-hmm. uh, about menopause, but I keep that part out. So, <laughs> you do keep that part out. I can't believe that that's, that's the intro song for your Reluctant Vegan I mean, podcast. It just sounds good. I mean, the intro sounds fine. So. Right, the intro's good. The Definitely. intro's good. That, that's just, okay. I just need like a little intro. So okay. thank you, awesome. everybody. Bye. Right, bye. And, you know, write a review. It'd be yeah, really if you great. can, please write a review on either Apple po- on Apple Podcasts. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, that way it moves up and people can get to hear it. Mm-hmm. All right. And bye, if you everybody. don't like it, leave a one-star review so I could, or message me. Because <laughs> I, I like feedback. So, yeah. thank you. All right. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye, everybody.